Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And this is Ayers on the Road from way far away. We're in London today, and I have been for almost 21 days. Oh my goodness, Linda, you've been here for forever. You've been here for three weeks almost. What do you think, listeners, would make Linda Iyer stay in London away from her husband for nearly three weeks? Uh, don't answer that. You could come up with a lot of <laughs> answers for that. But Linda's been on baby watch, grandchild watch, and the grandchild showed up one week ago. Yes, one week ago today. And it's interesting because all of our daughters, we have four daughters, and they've all been early, and I've always been early with the birth of babies. And for sure, we thought this one was going to be early. Lots of signs that were going to be early. So I hopped on a plane from New York. Missed a speech in Canada. Richard went home and did that, and another commitment. And then uh, I just stayed here well, and stayed I, here and stayed here. Here's my theory. I think I think our daughter and our son-in-law knew the baby wasn't coming for a while, but they just wanted you to come early because when you're here, you stock their refrigerator, you take care of their other little boy, you no. make life easy for them. So they conned you into coming early, and you were here for two weeks before the little guy showed they up. Did not con me. Has it ever occurred to you that it is pretty fun for me too? Oh, oh, that's what it so, is. So no, actually, so, it was really exciting. My goodness, we our daughter is here, and she's going to join us in the second half, but. What what a week we've had. Yeah, well let me give let me give listeners the whole picture. So I think as some of you know who listen regularly, we've been on baby watch for these two new grandchildren, one in New York City and one in London. We call it the two greatest babies in the world coming to the two greatest cities in the world. And the problem was that both due dates were the same. So how are we going to cover so much ground? Well, of course, daughter gets a little priority over daughter-in-law because daughter-in-law has her own mother coming to be with her in New York well, City. I have to add in so there. Linda just came let, here. Wait, let me interject. I was with that daughter-in-law with her, with her birth and the last two babies because her mother was out of the country. On a so mission. That's I right. was so excited to be with her for them. But so it's really kind of uh, my turn to be here. And Wow, we've just had an amazing experience. We stopped in New York City to see that family on our way, and uh, had they were so ready. Much they looked fun. like they're just about totally to have that ready. baby. And then they're um, third, by the way. They're third uh, on in a four-story walk, five-story walk-up on the so, upper west side of Manhattan. Imagine five-story walk-up. Three kids now, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's jump back for a minute because. I want to just ask you this, Linda, is there anything as exciting or as fun for you to do than to be present at the arrival of a grandchild? No, absolutely not. It's, a, it's an experience to be in heaven. It really is heavenly. And it really, it's just one of those things that's so amazing that you can't even explain it's dazzling it's astonishing it's everything I now, mean, now i want you to tell about this birth in london in a little more detail but first of all just so listeners will understand my perspective i'm giving this speech in canada and then i'm in rome giving a, another speech and one reason i'm there and not in london is because i was uninvited to come 
our daughter's very words were, don't you dare show up, Dad, until after I've had this baby and settled down and everything's calm, and then you can come. <laughs> so I'm lurking over there on the continent. I went up to Switzerland on a train. I spent time with our son and daughter and our little it granddaughter in Switzerland. That was great. I was just waiting for the green light to come on over and see this baby. And finally it came. So the well, bottom line is the New York one and the London one came within a week of each other. And now we're trying to catch up. Well, we are. And I have to explain why this daughter did not want you here at the moment <laughs> the baby was born. Because yeah, yeah, she explain. gave birth to this baby in this beautiful room that we're sitting in right now in London in their flat. In uh, South a Kensington. Home birth, a home birth. A home birth with two midwives. Scared us to death. It was kind of scary, I have to admit, but Charity just made, said to me over and over and over again, it's safer to have a baby at home than it is in the hospital. There's no germs there. It's just, but what if something happens? She claims she has statistics. Well, to we're 10 minutes that, away the from the hospital. We could ambulance her over there and we have a couple of examples where that wouldn't have helped much, but <laughs> you know what? It was a perfectly wonderful delivery. I mean, it wasn't wonderful through the whole labor because she did go through the whole labor. It started at 6 a.m. in the morning. Finally, at 6 o'clock at night, it started getting serious. And then at 7, is really serious. And then by 9 o'clock, she had just about had it then. And I said, well, why don't you just wait for three more hours and have this baby on my birthday? Because it was one, I mean, three hours before my birthday. And she looked at me, <laughs> rolled her eyes and declined with a smile because it was between <laughs> contractions. But so she went on and on and on. And this baby was finally born at 11.05 p.m. And honestly, but Linda, you know, from Rome, where I was, this baby was born on your birthday because I was an hour later. Oh, true. So if we want, we can say that you share a birthday with this. But don't you think the kid, he probably deserves to have his own birthday, not share. It with oh, him. absolutely. And it was the queen's birthday. And as you know, there was a royal birth the day oh, after my right. birthday. So Little Louis Arthur, the, the third son. Is that what they named him? Lewis Arthur. Oh, I haven't seen that. But honestly, that Kate Middleton, Princess Kate Middleton, emerged from that hospital six <laughs> hours after the birth of the baby in a gorgeous red dress with the lace. And high heels. And high heels and makeup and all her hair done and everything. Our daughter Charity didn't do that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> kudos to her though that she looked absolutely gorgeous six hours after that baby was born and i guess just that's the way they do the do the deliveries in england they she wanted a midwife to do it at home and then they mix that i think and so now she has this beautiful third little child george and charlotte and Lewis arthur Lewis arthur but you know linda i, I mean in our view of course that little Prince is the second most important birth in London last week. Absolutely. A distant second, actually, course, to ours. Yeah. And, and I'm now going to reveal the name. All right. Go ahead. That, right? All right. We, first of all, you should tell them the name of their first child. Well, of course, the, their first child here in London is little Moses. And Moses is now almost two. Right. And I've been playing with Moses. I'll tell you, we're, we're, we're building up the suspense for the name of the second baby. I'm sure they're baby, just sitting but, on their edge of their seats. But we, we're sitting looking out this bay window in Kensington on a beautiful private garden. The way some of the homes are arranged in this part of London is they're in a 
in a square or a rectangle around a little garden, a little park, which is private. It has a, has a fence around it and shrubbery all around it. And the residents who live around the garden have a key and they can go in and it's a beautiful little park with a little water feature and oh, gorgeous a sculpture flowers, of a trees, horse and lilacs. a little swing set oh, for the Oh my kid. goodness. So we've been playing there a lot, but I wanted to set the stage. We're sitting looking out on a typical cloudy London day. But uh, anyway, they told us, they, they didn't tell us until they didn't know what they were going to name the baby for the first three days. They finally looked at him long enough and realized that his name was Gabriel James Wright. Of course, our daughter Charity is married to Ian Wright. And it's kind of cool because they now have two little boys, and they are, of course, the Wright brothers. Of course they are. I wanted them to be named Orville and Wilbur. (laughs) (laughs) But grandparents don't always get what they want. But we have to mention our gorgeous little girl in New York City. Yes, let's get to her. She has a delightful name as well. And actually, our daughter, Sadie, flew out to New York with her nine-year-old because it was a promise on her birthday that she would... Uh, be there. And so she came into New York to be. While we were in London, she was in New York, this daughter, Sadie. She came to be the doula. Yeah. And she, she loves birthing babies and she loves helping other mothers birth babies. And you better explain what a doula is, Linda. A lot of people I think do they not know, know I what mean, a it's doula just is. Magnificent helper for a mother through labor. Not a midwife. The midwife's midwife, helping yeah. the baby be born, but the doula is helping the mother. And it's just amazing. Sadie's had an incredible doula for all of her babies, and now she's in doula training. It was really great because she was taking a doula training class, and then she just (laughs) came out to New York and sat there with Julie and had the most. In fact, Julie had labor off and on, off and on, off and on, and that she just couldn't get into serious labor. So they gave her just a tiny, tiny milligram of Pitocin, and you mothers out there know what that is. And in 50 minutes, that baby shot into the world. There, that baby was. By the way, Lynn, did you think listeners find this as interesting as we find <laughs> it? Probably not. But, but the name is really interesting. We're well, getting to get something. To we're, well, we're actually we getting to the theme of today's show is new babies and the attitude that we find parents thrive best with when those new babies come but boy do we have a lot of personal experience so since i got to announce the name of the new grandson in london you get to announce the name of the new granddaughter in new york city okay i have to start out by saying that our daughter who is a doula's name is sadie joy Iyer, and so the (laughs) name of this new baby is are you ready etta etta joy Iyer. (laughs) <laughs> they named her after Sadie, their middle name after Sadie, but Etta, E-T-T-A. And that, and that comes from another quick little interesting story. Eli, our son in New York, married to Julie. And by the way, their other two delightful children, they have the three kids in the five-story walk up on the Upper East Side. And you better tell all three of their names to, to get to the sequence. All three of the well, they're, they're older kids. Oh know. yes, okay. So their oldest is Zara. Zara, and their next one was Dean, named after Richard's father, and also 
Dean Martin, I think, because Eli loves singers from that era. That's the point I was getting, I was hoping you'd lead to. So Eli just loves singers from the 40s and 50s and the swing era and so on. I don't know where Eli got that. He loves all kinds of music, but especially that. So we were we were thinking he'd name him Frank after Frank Sinatra, but he went with Dean because that's my dad's name too. And then this little Etta. Some of you may know Etta James, the great jazz singer, whose probably most famous song is At Last. Song? At Last. <laughs> don't, don't sing nothing. Um, Our love has come along. Honestly, the words to the song are so perfect for this little girl because it took a long time to get that little child here. So um, it really has been a delightful week for us. Really, literally, she was born on the 16th, and this, and this little boy was born on the 21st. So By the way, if you two put, in one week. And if you put the two names of our little son and our little daughter together, you get Etta James, right? Etta right. and right. James I is the middle that. name. So, anyway, hey. there's nothing like a new baby. There, there's just nothing like it. And you probably heard a little bit of crying in the background, or maybe not, but... Um, He's done his little share of um, wailing, but also they are so heavenly. I swear they still talk to the angels. You see them, their rapid eye movement, even when though they're they, sleeping, they seem they're to be smiling. asleep, but they're, yeah. but they're having dreams and there's only one thing to dream about and that's where they came from or who they knew or who brought them. I don't know. Yeah. But then they smile they do. and it's not gas. It's, it's not, not gas. gas. It's a real smile they in smile. those dreams. Absolutely. One of my grand, little granddaughters, I sat and looked at her for an hour one day and she not only smiled, she laughed out loud. Yeah, it's awesome. And then I thought, I don't believe I heard that. And then she did it again. <laughs> so, all right, there you go. Well, and just the miracle of it, you all held little babies, but it never grows old, does it? And, and to see those little toes and those little fingers and those little wrinkly brows. and Well, and to realize that life has changed forever, forever. Certainly for the baby, but most of all for the family. <laughs> for because, the older kids. And the, the older children, this uh, little Moses's life is being rocked here, but he's doing well. and uh, he's, he's doing well great. so far because he's got two parents and two attentive grandparents, but his world's about to be rocked. <laughs> so we're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, we're going to have a special surprise for you. Our youngest daughter, I've always called her my baby, now my baby had a baby for the second time, which, among other things, makes us feel pretty old. But we're going to have Charity on with us when we start the second half of the show right after this break. We'll be right back. And we're back. I'm sitting here with Charity Jade Iyer Wright, who's eating a kind of a ice cream bar. <laughs> and... And Linda has run in the other room to try to cuddle little Gabriel James so that he won't make too much noise. Here comes Linda. So maybe we'll hear the baby. But uh, Charity, give us give us a little, I don't know, give us sort of a sense of how does a mother feel after only a week ago having a miracle happen and bringing this gorgeous little boy into the world? That's pretty amazing. I keep looking at him and thinking, wow, you were inside of me <laughs> less than a week ago. So it's just incredible to look at this new little soul and think about where he's been and what he has to teach us. And yeah, it's just amazing. 
And I think I think it's okay if I share this, Charity, that Charity is not only a new mom, she's about to become a birth instructor, educator. I mean, you are fascinated not only with the beauty of birth and the miracle of birth, but with the process of birth. And I'm not putting words in your mouth, but you don't think pregnant women having babies should be treated as patients in a hospital. You think it's something more glorious and natural than that. Yeah, I mean, pregnancy is the most natural thing there is. It's what our bodies were designed to do from the beginning. So I just think that every everyone should be educated on how amazing and miraculous it is. And we're not sick, we're pregnant, it's different. <laughs> And this is not a, an advertisement for home births, but you were pretty convincing about it. You really do have the statistics that <clears throat> home births are safer in London than hospital births? I don't know what the um, geographic boundary of that study is, but for, for a second or a subsequent baby, it is safer to have a baby at home than in the hospital. Less complications, less perineal injuries. Well, walk walk us through it. How, how did it go and who helped you and how, how did you set up the room? I mean, let people give them a view as though they were here for the birth. Um, well, we had a birthing pool that we blew up and put in our living room. So yeah. it's a big inflatable tub. <laughs> and so we filled that up and kind of set up the room. And then we had two midwives that came in and um, attended the birth. So they were here to make sure that everything was safe and to check on the baby throughout the process and, and to help us with everything. And it was a long day, but right before midnight, our little guy was born right there in the water, in that pool, came up through the water and greeted us. It was really, really amazing. And Grammy Linda sitting off in the corner trying to contain herself. <laughs> I'm trying not to say too much, but I was overjoyed. It was so fun. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I mean, every birth story is different, and every woman should give birth in the way that they feel the safest. I felt the safest at home. It was really calm, and I mean, I wasn't always totally calm, but the whole experience was like a really peaceful, beautiful experience. Yeah, mom didn't actually use the word calm. To describe <laughs> well, for part of the time. Yeah, for most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every birth story is different and every birth story is beautiful, but I'm glad that we were able to experience it in this way. It was really right for us and really awesome. You know, there is no way to describe. I mean, I, here I come in after the fact and, and seeing the, the new baby and not there for the actual birth. But you can't help think of the words of the poet Wordsworth. Our birth is but a sleep and a forgetting. The soul that rises with us, our life star, hath had elsewhere its setting and cometh from afar, not an entire forgetfulness and not in utter nakedness, but... Trailing clouds of glory do we come from God, who is our home. And they leave out the most important sentence, actually. Heaven lies about us in our infancy. Heaven lies about us in our infancy. And that we're, is we're so looking true. at this little Gabriel right <laughs> now, little Gabe. And heaven lies about you, Gabe, in your infancy. It certainly does. Yeah, we were looking, my husband and I were looking at the baby the night he was born and just wonderstruck and and my husband said he's just so new and I said but not at all 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do get, and I think even more on some babies than others, the feeling of an older soul. Yeah. And it is interesting that very few religions, only one Christian faith that I'm aware of really has a doctrine or has a theology of a life before birth, which is interesting and in a way illogical because if if for if eternity goes on forever in one direction, i.e. forward, which all all religions believe in some form of life after death, then why wouldn't eternity go forever backward as well? And so it's so interesting. And, and, and there are there have been some books and other studies written on the fact that while theologies don't necessarily embrace a pre-mortal life, many people believe that and sense it. And when they're around babies, they, they, they have a strong <laughs> feeling that that child didn't start at birth or at conception but at a much earlier time. And boy, that's the feeling we have with this little Gabriel, that he's an old soul. Well, I think you should uh, address for just a minute how different it is in England as far as midwives. Their midwives are so popular. Of course, you well, you no. started this whole thing because of the TV series called Midwife, right? <laughs> no, no, I no. Mean, that is a great TV series. <laughs> it is great. But it's a whole different PBS? system. You can get it on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. Highly recommended. But yeah, in in the UK, um, all prenatal and birth care is midwife led. So unless you have a complication, you never see an a doctor. Um, because so you're having just, a, you're having birth in the hospital, but the midwife is. The, yeah. yeah, and most hospitals have birth centers, which don't provide any type of drugs or anything like that. It's just a place you can go and have a happy baby because we're physiologically created to have babies. So it's just a little bit different culture. Um, that I I've really appreciated and embraced. But. I think it's growing in the U.S. though. Yeah. Don't you think the idea of midwives and the whole idea of births, other than in a hospital type setting, yeah, very sterile medical setting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was amazed at how knowledgeable they were when I first saw them. They looked like they were like. 19 and 21 <laughs> and I thought what can they know they are but young how old were they we talk, well 25 you know how old Natalie was I think 25 yeah around 25 but they had studied extensively they knew as much as any doctor I talked to in our, on all of our pregnancies in fact um, she, the, your midwife had done her thesis so to speak on um, muconium um, in the amniotic fluid at birth, and she was so knowledgeable. She seemed to know everything, every question I asked. We had a lot of time to talk, and it so was so amazing. doctors are super, super important when there's a, a complication in pregnancy, but when there's not, yeah, the midwives know know so much, and they're able to help, and it's awesome. So, so do you yeah. want to mention a little about what you you're contemplating doing um, professionally because of this chair? Just. Well, just when I, this is our second son, when I was pregnant with our first son, I just discovered this insatiable um, desire I had for learning about pregnancy and birth. And so I'm going back to school to become a, a prenatal educator, so to teach courses to pregnant women and their and their partners. So I just think it's so important that we educate ourselves because it would be terrifying to give birth without having some sense of what's happening. And as I've done that, I've just developed such great faith in the 
divine design of the female body and God's um, involvement in the whole process. And it's just a really beautiful thing. So hoping to learn more and share more. And before you came in, Charity, I introduced you as my baby, who's had two babies. <laughs> and I think I think it would be amiss if we didn't have you mention your your blog, because, boy, we got some follow up for you listeners. If you want to know a little more about <clears throat> this birth and about a whole lot of other things, you ought to go and take a look at. Charity's blog. Tell a little about Charity it. Charity has a really popular blog. It's just it's not so really that popular. <laughs> well, you have a lot of followers. That's why I'm saying that. And uh, she meets people everywhere who are following along. They've done a lot of traveling. We've probably mentioned her before, but we haven't been with her when we mentioned it. She and her husband went around the world in 18 days. 80, 80 days. 18 80 days. would be we went around the world in 18 days. Uh-huh. You went around in 80 days before they settled down. They Just after they got married, just before they settled down. And so it's been a great travel thing, but she's also got a lot of fabulous um, posts on London and, and the amazing place where they live. Go ahead. Promote your blog for oh. a minute, baby. Well, it's it is called Dripping with Passion, which is a really funny name for a blog, but <laughs> I made that up when I was 19, and I haven't changed it. But. Well, let's face it. We are sitting here with a daughter who is – Dripping with passion. My siblings always tease me that I, because I'm just sort of a very passionate, yeah, um, a, a drama queen. I'm, I'm a little dramatic, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I just sort of chronicle my life and things that we do, and people seem to appreciate it. So I'm happy to keep it public, but it's mostly just to keep a record of our of our life in a family journal. Well, and you tackle some pretty tough. Uh, tough issues and questions on it at times too, Cherry. So dripping with passion dot blogspot dot com. And we'll we'll have uh, our producer put that on the BYU website, on the BYU radio website. So yeah. there you go. And just to prove that Charity is always driven with passion. She went to Hamilton here in London last week with her brother who flew over a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Anyway, um and she said I couldn't sleep all night. I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't think about anything, but that I just, it was just so dazzling. I couldn't sleep. So, and that was true because guess what? We We just got tickets accidentally, surprisingly, the day after we got here, we got these really cheap tickets. Do you want to divulge? Well, we've only got a minute left oh, in the darn. show, but we did get <laughs> we, we could talk but, about Hamilton forever. <laughs> go see Hamilton. Maybe we'll talk about that awesome. next week. And there is one scene about his little son yeah. in Hamilton. So yeah, there we it's go. really we sweet. It all together. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> but we just want to tell you how blessed we all are. And you share this blessing with us, most of you as listeners of new babies, having that experience. Some of our babies have grown up and now they're having babies of their own and what a wonder life is and what a joy parenting is and what a privilege it is for us to be on with you every week talking about families, talking about kids on Ayers on the Road. We'll see you next time and adios from you, Linda. Bye-bye. And from you, Charity. Bye. (laughs) 